Ladies and gents, welcome back to the Inspiration Space for another banger of an episode. I got invited on a very close friend of mine, Connor McManus's podcast at the Collective Fitness Show. Connor is an epic dude. I met him nearly three years ago, and you'll hear that story as to how, which blows my mind. Three years ago, God, it's gone fast. He has uh, such a passion for what he does, Connor, and that's why I think we get on so well. When I did this podcast with him, I enjoyed it so much that I asked if I could share it on this uh, platform, uh, the Inspiration Space podcast, which you know I, I love and love sharing everything that I do on here as much as possible. We really hit it off and we spoke about some key topics to do with identity, the importance of fitness, everything surrounding COVID. He's a top guy, like I've just said, and, and I really, really enjoyed this one. And it's probably up there with one of the best conversations I've ever, I've ever had. You know, I've walked away from it really walking on air and I think it's it was very 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 worthwhile to share here guys so I hope you enjoy it get stuck in follow Connor on all his channels go have a look at the collective fitness show also go and follow his uh his Instagram which is Connor McManus and also collective fitness um his business uh follow their Instagram which is collective.fitness.official sorry there goes my WhatsApp going off again classic anyway guys enjoy it it's a banger and I will see you all soon Good afternoon. My name is Conor McManus and you are listening to The Collective Fitness Show. If we are a little bit scatty, we've just done 10 minutes of this podcast and realised we weren't recording anything at all. So if this initial bit seems a little bit forced or reenact, it's probably because it was. Um, I'm here today with my good friend Hayden Elliott. Say hello Hayden again. I'm good mate, how are you? Great to be on the show. I'm very well (laughs) for the third time today. Um, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate as much as what I said when we first recorded this because you didn't hear it. Um, Hayden, whether he realizes it or not, he does realize it because we just spoke about it. But where he didn't realize it before is that um, this podcast, you know, you're probably listening to me on a podcast. It could be YouTube, but it's most likely going to be an audio film. I wouldn't have started this podcast if it wasn't for Hayden. I remember toying with the idea because I saw how much fun he was having when he was recording his. And I, I enjoy talking, as many of you probably already have realised. And I had a good conversation with Hayden on the phone. I remember I sat downstairs on my front porch. It was raining, but I had to sit out the front because we have terrible signal in my house. And he was drilling me on how important it was that I started this podcast and make that leap and take that risk. And um, I just wanted to say thank you for that, mate. Anytime. So um, I want you to, as... I'm losing my flow here because we've already done this once before. I'm trying to figure out where the conversation went next. But you're, in case anyone didn't know, Hayden owns his own podcast. He runs one called The Inspiration Space. Now, even though Hayden is a gym owner, he owns two F45s down in London. Um, he also has The Inspiration Space, but it's really important because The Inspiration Space just isn't about fitness. He covers an amalgamation of different topics. There's an amazing podcast that I've been an avid listener to, avid listener to for quite some time. Now, um, where do you remember when we first met? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Good, so we, um, I used to live in Sydney. Um, and I remember when these two little puppy dog bouncy Englishmen <laughs> come waltzing into my gym. Uh, well, it wasn't my gym, the gym I was working at at the time. And they had such an era of excitement around them. This is when you were doing your F45 franchise yes. training week, if I'm not That's mistaken. Right. That's right. Yeah, we, um, we came over. December 2017 and yeah we, we, we were very 
we were probably the hungriest people, hungriest franchisees the world's ever seen. Me and Tristan, we were trying to soak up every piece of knowledge from anyone that would, would, would give us five minutes. So we had about 10 days in Sydney where we were up every morning at six in the morning, uh, going to do sessions, uh, you know, asking as many questions as we could, absorbing as much knowledge as we could. Um, and yeah, 10 days of just pure, pure relentlessness and you got the uh you got full force of that when we, when, when we when we when we stalked you um <laughs> around sydney and forced forced you to force you out for breakfast <laughs> if if i was the the person who was running the f45 franchisee <laughs> week that week and i saw these two bouncy little puppy dog <laughs> englishmen come running in I would have been counting the money from that day. You were at it the whole time you were there. You did not stop. I remember it was like a Wednesday night and um, I was coming home from coaching at the gym and I was going up. So imagine London Underground or any other underground and you've got the big escalator tunnels going up to the surface. And I was going up and I was minding my own business, just in the world on my own. And then I've looked up and there's these two English blokes waving at me, trying to get my attention. <laughs> And then I was like, oh, it's those blokes in the gym that I saw the other day. They're doing the <laughs> and they're like, wait there, wait there, wait there. We want to talk to you, we want to talk to you. And then I got to the top of the escalator, turned around. I could see them scurrying around to the other side, running back up the escalator. And I was like, actually coming up to talk to me. Yeah. And then we were like, we want to buy your breakfast. We want to pick your brains about X, Y, and Z. And then I was at the forefront of a bombardment of questions, avocados and eggs for about a good couple of hours on a Friday morning um, while you were just trying to pick my brains about the world of F45 and, and coaching and, and how to you know, get into business in, in, within that framework. Um, so I've given a good bit of a backstory about you there, mate. Um, yeah. Can you just get a little bit into you, your, your life to where you are now? Um, and also bring the inspiration space into that. Because as I mentioned before, there's, your podcast has been a bit of a pinnacle part of you, I should say. Mm. And I always remember reading a social media post way back now where you spoke about your jump into the inspiration space and that leap from the corporate angle then into the fitness world. And so kind of give everyone your bit of a backstory and, and your sure. journey up until this point. 100%. Firstly, I love, uh, even though I heard that story about five minutes ago, it still makes me cringe. Every, every time I hear that, I mean, that just sums us up to a T. Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, so firstly, I'm, I'm, I'm Hayden Elliott. I, I, I run two F45 gyms in central London. Um, but like you just mentioned, that the inspiration space is a massive, massive part of my life. So going back, I was, I was always somebody that loved team sports. I, I, you know, I've always had that passion for people, I would say. That's the number one thing that's, I, I would say is, my unique selling point as an individual is, is my my adoration of people and that human connection. Um, so I I went through school. I had a great time at school. I, I went to university, and, and mental health has been a big big element of my life, and it's something that's huge uh, on the podcast. It's a huge topic that I talk yeah. about constantly. Um, and going to university was a move that wasn't best for me i i i started to mentally start deteriorating a little bit during that period um i struggled with the, the lack of structure i was I, I i struggled with my identity as an individual uh in all honesty and and that's something i'll touch on again in a second but i as going through the university years i you know i deteriorate slightly coming out of university you know in your early 20s it's an extremely difficult period i, I for a lot of people and it's something i talk about often as well on the podcast is that period of time when you're really trying to yeah. figure out exactly who it is you are um what it is you want to do in life and kind of the person that you really want to be 
kind of so your identity uh and and i i always knew that i i love fitness um so the first thing i did when i came out of university is i did my personal training qualification which was great i went into a uh, to a gym uh, which which uh, I, I was a, you know, a personal trainer on the gym floor, a, a pure gym in Acton. And for a bit, it was great. And, you know, I love the, the fitness side of stuff. But, but it's a very, it's a very low, for, for me personally, it yeah. was a very, very lonely period, especially if you're not in a good space, headspace. You know, it's many hours of the day where, you're, where, you're, you're, where you've got a lot of, you know, a lot of time to kill, um, you know, waiting around for, for, for your clients and all this kind of stuff. As much as you try and be proactive, there's, there's naturally a lot of space where you're by yourself. Um, so I fell out of love with that um, after about a year and a half. I um, I didn't fall out of love of fitness, which which obviously will bring me full circle back to a 45. But it was it was the it was the it was the lack of camaraderie. It was the lack of being within a community. It was the lack of being within a team. It was the, it was the lack of the, the human connection, which which I which I which I which I thrive off. Yeah, I think I think personal training people underestimate how much of a lonely journey that is. Yeah, and I think I absolutely. know that you spend time with people all day but it's a very one-way street. You're the receiver of their problems and their energy. And that's, that's fine. That's what, that's what you sign up for when you become a personal trainer. But like, but nevertheless, it is a very lonely journey. And like, and like, I'm not saying that to, to, to put a bad spin on personal training in any way, shape or form, but like people underestimate that. People get all excited. Oh, you're a personal trainer. Oh, you live the high life, don't you? But to a certain degree, it can be for some people, especially like a hard road. 100%, 100% is very specific to a certain type of person, absolutely, um, for the long term. So, yeah, I, I was actually with a, with a girl at the time, um, you know, she, 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 she didn't really get the best out of me. She, she kind of wanted me to be somebody that she wanted to, me to be, if that makes sense. So, I mean, when you're in a bad headspace, uh, you, you kind of just go with the flow. You kind of, you kind of, um, you, you get on your knees to the social norms in a way. So I kind of, I, I went down, I, I went, I left the the, uh, the health and fitness space and I started working in a corporate job. Uh, I, I was essentially doing what society was telling me to do, yeah. go through, go through the, the, those sort of social norms, let's, let's say. Uh, so I, I worked in a corporate job for, for about a year and a half. And, and to be honest, it, 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 it brought me to my knees every single day I put on that suit. It, it really wasn't who I, who I was and it, it wasn't how I wanted to live my life. Not that I really had the clarity on that at the time. Yeah. Um, and throughout this period, I was really, you know, struggling with my mental health. And it kind of led me to the age of about 24 where, where I actually had essentially a nervous breakdown where everyone assumes nervous breakdowns when you kind of lose your shit and, you, and you, you, you're hysterical. And, and you, for some people, it is like that. But for me... It was like for about two, three year period, I was going 12 rounds of myself every single day. You know, it's waking up, the second you wake up, you're doubting yourself, the negative self-talk creeps in, you know, you feel trapped, you don't know, you feel like time's running out. And, you know, after about two, three years, I, I actually got to the point where I remember the day I, I came back from work and, and I was sitting, I was, I was sitting with my parents actually at the time, and I sat, I was sitting on the couch and I just couldn't, I couldn't utter a single word. Yeah, uh, I I was numb. I was completely numb. I, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to think. I I, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. The the voice in my head had actually stopped completely, and it was frightening. Yeah. It was frightening. It was. It had been building up to this. I used to have times where I was sitting in my car, like when I was coming back forward from a personal training session or coming back from work, when I would just I would sit there for 35, 40 minutes, and it you know, and it kind of led up to this point where actually. I'd done so much thinking, I had nowhere else to go. So after that, I had a couple of weeks period where, you know, I was really like, I was at my lowest. 
Yeah. And then from there, I realized that, you know, it was the fuck it moment um, where I, I had to go and make the first step. And that was speaking to somebody. Um, yeah. So, I mean, for anyone that's going through anything similar, you listen to this, that for me is always going, the first step is going to speak to a professional. Um, yeah, I so am. I, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, like that's something I always try and talk about now. Something I mm. never spoke about before. Like I've been to see a therapist and mm. I did it. I did it from a purely proactive standpoint. Like me personally, like I've never, a couple of times in my life I have, but I've never been there when I'm at rock bottom. Like I've never found that place. And you know, I may find that later in life, but I've never personally been there. So when I went to see a therapist and I sat down and you know, we started talking and she was like, well, why are you here? And I was like, well, I've always found that there's this stigma attached to, to therapy where it's a really reactive thing that you do. And people do it when they're at their worst. So by going to a therapist, you're acknowledging that you're at your worst. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do. And I noticed, you know, bad habits and negative self-talk and things that would never normally bothering me really starting to get at me. And I could see that road where it was taking me. So I was like, instead of allowing that journey to take me there, I put a stop to it. And I went to a therapist and we spoke about it and then it, you know i acknowledged what was going on and what the th things that were happening and it got me back on the right road and i think and that's something that's really important there's such a stigma attached to therapy and i think that it if people start to look at it as more of a proactive thing as well as a reactive thing like it's something that you do when you're struggling and it, you know and ultimately you're just talking to another human being and you're breaking down your thoughts when sometimes like you said you're having this constant mental battle where some people you know, they just they just beat themselves up in this constant mental battle and sometimes they just need to vocalize it 100 i mean it's the most crippling thing really it really is it's so crippling to the point where you can't do the most simple of tasks sometimes yeah. you down yourself it, it's funny like you said about that stigma i mean this was this was about four years ago when i when i decided i had to do it and back then now mental health is fantastic you know it's come on leaps and bounds um it's a big scene now and it, it's great and the more people speak about it the more people um, feel comfortable in that environment so the stigma is decreasing but back then about four years ago that was a huge step actually admitting at the age of 22 when you're meant to be really macho you you, you kind of think that men, men shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff back then like as little as four years ago it was a big step yeah. um so yeah we're going to speak to him it was unreal like you just said you know getting actually vocalizing what's going on in your head to another individual and then then breaking it down and 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 just that simple act was was huge, was huge. And it was the springboard for everything I did. So, so for the next six months, um, I carried on with the job I was doing. Life got better. Um, my creativity, you know, my, creati my creativity came back because I wasn't talking to myself so much in my own head. Yeah. You know, it freed me up to, to, to actually start liking myself again. Um, you know, being the person, because, because the, the one thing that I need to mention is that I'm somebody that people see and I've got high energy levels all the time. I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a very light open person. And I was still yeah. like that when I was, when I was having my troubles. So, you know, without all of that negative self-talk, you know, I was still like this, you know, opportunity started to open up in front of my eyes. Um, and that creativity enabled me to, to, to see the world in a whole different way, which led to the podcast. You know what, though? I think, I've, like you mentioned there, how you were still bubbling, you were still outgoing, and like, and you were silent in your struggles. And I often find that, and especially like with clients and people that I work with, that the people who are the quietest are the ones who are, and are the people who put the best front on are often the people who are struggling the most. And, you know, sometimes people lean into that kind of 
fixed mindset, that victim mindset, and that's fine, that's okay. People deal with things in certain ways. But I think the people who are struggling the most are often the silent, the most silent, and often put that amazing front on like you did. You know, you're a big bubbly person. People recognize you as being that bubbly person. So the way you dealt with it was put that front on. And I mean, that's often a, you know, a really important point that people the people who are struggling the most, you don't even know. And that's why everybody needs to have a lot of empathy and be mindful to other people around them because, you know, if someone said the wrong thing to you and were not empathetic to you in any way, shape or form during that time, that could have been detrimental to you. And luckily that didn't happen and, you know, and everything turned out right. But and that's what happened to a lot of people. I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's actually emotional intelligence is what it is. It's, it's, yeah. it, and it's, do you know, in a weird way, having gone through this and look, I'm, I'm open. I still go through periods all the time where, where I'm feeling low, like, you know, mental health doesn't go away. It's not like one day. Oh, you just, yeah, we're it's, all it's human. Gone. see you later. You know, it's the emotional intelligence you learn from going through periods like that, that actually make you better at spotting it and dealing with people. And it's actually one of the reasons why I believe I'm, 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 I'm excellent at the job I do with F45 because yeah. people walk down the stairs every single day. And like you said, they've got these fronts, but, it's just, it takes someone to actually understand those feelings, spot it in other human beings, yeah. um, and, and have that that ability to adapt and be delicate in the right situations, and to kind of ask the right questions to underpin it in other human beings. There are countless numbers of, of members I have that I'm not a therapist. I'm not saying I'm not trying to, yeah. but it, it's allowing people to feel comfortable to be able to give you a little something. And that little something might free them up to just yeah. change, change the direction up. of their day, their week, their month. It might change their outlook on, on, on whatever. So, you know, in a lot of ways that that period for me is a blessing in disguise. Um, and yeah, like so moving on, it, it was, it, it led to the podcast. I actually, I went to the podcast. I actually went to my therapist and I, I had this amazing idea that my old employers, Puritan should run a podcast. They should run yeah. a podcast because the vo sheer volume of people that they have in their studio, uh, you know, that they, 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 they simply have, you know, hundreds of thousands of people go to Pure Gyms all over. Um, they should run their own in-house podcast. And, yeah. you know, I, the idea was that I come on, I'm the host and I interview people like members or celebrities involved with the brand or whatever, you know, involved with the health and fitness and, and yeah. mindset. And that they should, you know, they should run it out. They should roll it out. So I took it to this guy, did a whole presentation deck, and he and the therapist, to, to be fair to him, he went, it's a great idea. You shouldn't do it. You shouldn't approach him with it. And I was like, taking it back, he was like, look, all due respect, you, you haven't, at this point in time, you haven't got the credibility to, 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 to be the host on that show. They'll probably, they'll really like the idea. They'll take it on board, and they probably won't, they won't bring you on board. But what yeah. you should do is you should do it yourself. And at the time when my, my, my self-esteem was so low, my opinion of myself was so low, I almost laughed it off. And I went away from that and I, and I thought about it. And, and the whole time in my head, you know, there was, I, need, I was waiting for something to just come. You know, I was waiting for the right opportunity to arrive. I was ready. There are times in life where you just like, and I'm only 27. I don't mean to sound like I, I've got it all figured out. I really do not have it all figured out. And then that's, that's, that's an angle I always come from. But there are times in life where you have to just go, fuck it. Yeah. I, I've got to grab Agreed. this by the balls. I've got to grab it by the balls. Wherever it goes, I don't know. But, you know, now's, now's the time where you just kind of have to, have to, 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 to jump in this opportunity it. and just see what it is and just see yeah. what happens. Why not? You know, there's no, ri there's, there's no, there's no high level risk really for me. I'm not going to lose any money. I'm just going to lose time. But you know, in order to get to the places I want to be, you know, this is something that I have to do. So 
I started this, I started the journey of, of creating a brand and then figuring out how to do it. And my God, I made so many state mistakes with the early recordings. I can't even tell you. I deleted the, <laughs> I deleted the first two or three episodes completely by accident. I had to go back and ask them to re-record the whole thing. And it's a learning curve and it's all, and it's yeah. all the fun and games of it. And I love telling those stories because there was times in those early days where I deleted the podcast and I thought, oh my God, I'm so useless. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to give up. I'm just going to give up. But I didn't, I'm 100, 110 episodes in now. Um, I've met some incredible people along the way. I've learned so much. It's, it's developed me as a human being um, in so many ways, but, but mainly for me, it's open so many so many doors for me one of which being my world into into f45 mm. um and yeah to like rewind a little bit there's so there's so much in that like i remember there's, there's a quote that flies around it's, it's instagram and social media and everyone puts out and it's about like yeah. you know your your first squat will be shit your first mm. social media post will be mm. shit your first run will be shit. Your first jump will be shit. But you can't get to your hundredth squat and your hundredth social media post, a hundredth whatever, without doing that first one. And I think that's often the biggest barrier to change. People know that it's going to be hard at the start, but the rewards will always outweigh the sacrifices. And, you know, in, in a way, like that whole journey is very parallel to mine. Like you were my therapist in that situation. I was trying to find, I was trying to find reasons not to do what I wanted to do. But all it takes is someone to give you that one reason to do it. And like, my whole build up to starting the podcast, I was nervous. Everybody's always told me that like I mumble and that I talk a load of rubbish and that I'm terrible at articulating and I've got that, that typical brummy English accent. But I was like, do you know what? I can either suck it up and do it and see what happens or I can kind of let it kind of just keep squashing me and keep squashing me. And those negative voices that are in people's head that tell you not to do things, you weren't born with them. People, someone put them there and all it's got to be replaced is with someone telling you that you can do it and that, and that you can get stuck into it. And then all of a sudden those negative voices turn into positive voices. And I think that's really important. I think, you know, when people are struggling to make decisions, you need to find that positive reinforcement from somebody else or something external. You can't always do things yourself. And I think there's something in that. But anyway, mate, get into F45, tell everyone what it is and, and to carry on the rest of your journey. Yeah, so, I mean... You're, by the way, you're absolutely right with all that. It's, you know, it's so true. I mean, one of my mates told me to, what's the point, mate? You're never going to get anyone on it. <laughs> That's one yeah. of my best friends. Yeah, it's shocking. So, you know, thank God, you, you know, it's, it's great that you're right. There are certain people, it just takes one conversation with somebody or, or even a conversation with yourself to just, just say, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. Yeah, and, and like, sorry to interrupt again, but like the whole thing you spoke about with regards to identity you know it's mm. only it's ironic like i haven't spoken about identity with anyone for months and i've had three conversations about it in 24 hours i was talking mm. to two of my clients about it yesterday one of my clients has gone through this massive identity shift mm. where she she's a teacher at a college and obviously everyone's been on lockdown we're filming this towards like the 12th 13th week of of COVID-19 in England and um, she went back to college because they're kind of reintroducing it the other day and she said she walked in and she was like it's weird and I was like and she was like I've been through such an identity shift that I felt so out of place and mm -hmm. she's now like because she completely made the most of this lockdown period that she's managed to shift a whole whole persona and a whole identity during this time so that when now she's gone back to college she's this completely different person and it completely like frazzled her and i was mm -hmm. explaining to her like you're now becoming the person that you originally set out to be 
And we need to go through these identity shifts sometimes. It's all well and good, like me saying to like previous Hayden, just start a podcast. It wouldn't have happened. You'd have been like, nah, fuck, I'm going to go to the corporate world instead. But like you needed to go through all those miserable conversations to shift your identity. And that's a lot of the conversations that I have with my clients when they first come through the doors. And they're like, I hate exercise. I hate eating healthy. I hate this whole process. You fast forward a year's time when their identity has changed. They're like, fuck, I love exercise. I, you know, I love eating in a sensible manner and not just binging out and my emotions are not attached to my food and there's something in that and that like one of the things I said to her so I'm gonna put a big tangent here but one of the things I said to her is that from like a physiological standpoint um losing weight is really hard like you know you have to lose weight and your body is constantly fighting against you but from a psychological standpoint if you can shift your identity into the person that you want to be over a period of time then that whole physiological process becomes a lot easier because your decision making and your habits and your willpower lean into that new identity and not lean into the old identity of overweight poor mental health etc 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 i won't go into more of that tangent but like you like becoming a new person is like is, is well, it? i assume you've read atomic habits then mm, 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 mm. yeah yeah i mean so yeah, that's, this is what James this is and you know it's, it's one of the best books I've, I've ever I've ever read in my life, and, and yeah. this leads on nicely to F45 and what F45 means to me actually. So, yeah, so I, I was always looking for during that period. I realised I needed to get back into to health and fitness, right? So, in some capacity of my career, but I, w- I wanted to combine the other thing that I love, health and fitness is one thing I love. The other thing is people and the interaction with people and that sense of community, and that's something that I was missing. Yeah. So I got asked to by by um my by um by, by a friend of mine to come and check out this thing called f45 okay so fitness was going through an interesting time in the uk crossfit was around but there was nothing for that mass market in regard to group training around it just wasn't there and i got invited to this thing called f45 and actually i obviously i walked in the front door i heard the price of the membership i laughed i did the 20 pound weeks trial i walked downstairs and there was this energy in the room you know, there was people of all standards working together in this fitness space. The exercise was great. It was sexy. It was, it was, it, the energy was just like unbelievable. Yeah. I had the best workout ever. I went full capacity next to somebody whose who's fitness level was, was, you know, without blowing my trumpet. It was no, nowhere near as mine, but she was loving it just as much as I was. And she was yeah. getting stuck in. She probably a month previous had never maybe done a burpee or she'd never, you know, she, she was strong. Struggling mental, how she, what she was going to do in the gym. She would probably go and do a last of 30 minute session at Pure Gym and not be satisfied. And it was a slog. She was beaming next to me. You know, it was something I'd never seen before. And, and I went, well, literally, I'm not joking. I walked up the stairs and I was like, give me a six month membership. Yeah, I don't give a shit. That, that is, that is, I want to be a part of that every single day, yeah. you know, for as long as I can. So I, I came out, me and Tristan, we've been speaking, you know, we we're thinking about getting into a cross model because we talked about the love of community and we both like loving fitness. We weren't enjoying what we were doing. And, you know, Tristan's been my, one of my best mates since I was 14. So, you know, I was like, look, let's just, let's just come down to a session. You've got to, you've got to see this. I think there's something really, really special going on down there. Walked in, walked out, we're like, all right, let's, let's, let's start really looking into it. And, Cut a long story short, you know, in in the space of in the space of eight, uh, 12 months, we, we had our first site in 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 Oxford Circus, which is it's just a pretty banging central location, and 
we, we threw everything we had at it um, and in the space of uh, another 16 months we were we, we the UK's best UK and Europe's best studio and then uh, we, we, we've now purchased our second studio uh, in January this year pre-COVID classic um, in, Soho, in Soho and that was going very 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 well indeed so you know it, it's been a great journey I mean there's there's I mean running your own business is, is got many yeah. highs and lows um, but you know, it's been a, it's been a hell of an adventure, and, and it's it's, it's going to carry on. Trust me, it's definitely going to hopefully. Well, it's going to carry on uh, in the big way. Eventually. The so yeah. what you know for for the idiots out there like me, what is F forty five in like in a paragraph? So F forty five is 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 functional training in a group training environment. Essentially, that's just, that's in a forty five minute window. Uh, yeah. F being functional, forty five uh, being the forty five minutes. Um, and, it, and it, for me, it's, 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 it's a training experience that is, is the barrier. It's, sorry, not the barrier. It's, it's for a lot of people, it's the, it's the initial step into fitness. Yeah. It's the initial step. In, it's, it's, their, it's their initial step into fitness, which opens their eyes, which, which brings me back to this thing of identity. And the, when I read that book, I, I literally, I related with it so much, this Atomic Habits book, because... People come down the stairs of that gym, okay, and the first conversations, eight out of ten times would be, I want to lose 10 kilograms of body fat. Yeah. Firstly, that's impossible because he's kilograms. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I've got so good at it now that I'm expecting it. Um, and you kind of go along with it, like, okay, great, yeah, we can definitely help you do that. But quickly, and this is something that I think we are excellent at, is we get them to start very early on in their fitness journey to start thinking about performance mm. and enjoying the training and what the training does for you. And what you'll see in the space of a week, two weeks, maybe is that they forget really, well, they don't forget about it. It goes to the back of their mind. I want to lose 10 kilograms of body fat or 10 yeah. body fat, whatever. And they come in and they start enjoying the process. They start enjoying the process of what it is that they're doing in that place. They enjoy the environment, how that environment makes them feel. And in the long term, because they stay and they, they keep enjoying it, they keep enjoying the process, they keep enjoying the environment, they get to where they want to be anyway, um, aesthetically. Uh, they get to where they want to go, whatever it is that goal is, more often than not. I mean, yeah. very rarely do I, do I not see it. And it's because, like you said, they've had that identity shift. And it's a difference, it's, a, it's, it's an identity change from the inside out instead of the outside in. Yeah, I think we, I was writing an email only last week and I wrote a sentence. I was like, oh, I was like, that was a good sentence. And we were just discussing this exact thing. Yeah. And you know, what, what I was saying, I was like, you know, when you've got two people who come into a gym and they both come in and they say, I want to lose this amount of weight or I want to look physically look like this. But then when they get to that place, they never go, oh, yes. I can see my first six pack today or yes, my bicep is now at 20 centimeters. That never happens because as a human being, you know, it's all subjective and you constantly want to improve yourself. So even when you get there, you still want to improve more and you still want to improve more. But when you get to a place of like, Oh, I beat my 500 meter row time today. That's like, and then people respond way, way, way better than that. And like, you do have those conversations where people are like, I beat my 500 meter row time. 
hurrah, or I squatted this amount of weight, hurrah. And people enjoy those process-based experiences way, way more. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like people, when they when they do, they, I, I've seen people that come into them, and when they when they look better, they feel better about themselves. They they walk around with that more that confidence, but they don't keep coming back for the aesthetic goals. They keep coming back because they wanna. That they realise that the power of of moving forward in their in their in their um in their fitness journey isn't isn't really related to that aesthetic goal it's not yeah. they it's because they love the way the training makes they they because they flip that identity they're now it's it's not a case of i've got to go to the gym because i've got to lose that yeah. kind of body fat they, they go because it's part of who they are now it's part of yeah. it's part it's internally within them that i'm an f45er i'm a member of a crossfit gym and that's just something that i got to do it's a habit it's, it's yeah. that habit loop it's that habit loop and that's, I mean, and we talked about collective, you know, everything you're doing over a collective, and that's really what it's about. It's, it's about fitness being that vehicle for for, for you throughout, you know, it, it yeah. teaches you so many things. And I think people, people, if you imagine exercise as an engine, people walk into that engine or that framework and that sandbox, and they feel, the first thing they think is, I want to lose this amount of body fat, or I mm. want to look like this. But like you said, when you flip that on its head, it's actually the body fat and the looking like certain people and whatever, that comes as a consequence of exercise. It's not, you don't go to the gym for a means to an end. You go to the gym so that you can overall become a better human being and am able to serve your life and the people around you better. And as a consequence of that, you look better. And you get yeah. the six pack on whatever. And I think, you know, we, we, we're in the world of social media now. We can constantly see things. And we're a very, we're a very small fish in a very big pond. And we see the, the highlight reel of people's lives. And then what we don't understand is actually they have a six pack or they look like this. And yes, I want to look like this. But we haven't seen the massive journey they've gone on before that and how they've yeah. got to that point. And largely, those people didn't walk into a gym and say, I want to have a six pack. They walked into a gym and they got on with their journey. And as a consequence of that journey, they got a six pack. And that's why we always talk about now. And like, we've had millions of conversations about this, but people compromise their mental health in exchange for a six pack or whatever, when it shouldn't be like that. The six pack should come last. It should come later. The mental health should come first. Yeah. hundred percent. Totally agree. I totally, totally agree. And, And that's what F45 for, for me, that's, that's why I love the concept so much because that is it's, it's, it's the, it's that starting point for so many people. Um, why, um, why do you, we kind of touched on this already, but I've got it wrote down and I want to ask it as a straight question. Why do you think F45 is so effective as a training methodology? I, I think that, I think the breakdown of how it works, so basically the volume is split across the week. I think that's very, very smart. I think for the type mm. of people that we're 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 in the market for, um, I think splitting uh, splitting the week firstly between you know cardiovascular sessions and resistance sessions, I think is smart, and then the hybrid sessions as well, the, or the mixture of resistance and cardio. But I think more than anything, it's it's the the load that is split through the whole body through every single session means that we're not we're not knackering people out. It means that even though from the outside it looks kind of a bit like whoa what the fuck is going on here is it's, it's you know lots of people jumping around um 
but this, this, the, the volume is split actually really, really, really cleverly across the whole body with every single session. Yeah. Also, more than anything, every single, everything, everything in the program can be adapted as long as you've got good coaches on the floor. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you get people like, oh, God, there's so much jumping. And like, all right, it's no problem. Okay. If, if you're unable to jump, which we, in some cases, we say, like, maybe we're going to take the impact out of certain things. It's very easy to do as long as you've got competent coaches on. Um, there's, there should be no fitness concepts in the world. They shouldn't rely on, on some form of good coaching. Um, yeah, yeah of I mean that's just a straight. That's just a straight fact. So you know, for, for for any sort of gym franchise in the world that thinks that they can just press a button and and put anybody on that training floor, um, you know, that, that's not gonna. That, that there's no longevity in that. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that. I think the breakdown. I think the breakdown of how the classes work uh, throughout the week. I think the variety of the training is also good. I think the whole body training is is yeah. got real long, longevity in it for for across the membership base because bear in mind you've got people of all standards. Um, I think also just the environment actually the, the the actual environment is is pretty pretty insane. I think that that keeps people coming back. There, there's so many reasons in all honesty. Yeah, I think um, I think that's an important point. Like the environment, like like you touched on when you walked into the F45, and it was like you know the energy in there was unbelievable. And yeah. I think that's a really important thing. Like you know, a lot of gyms nowadays, you walk into them and it's like walking into a morgue. Like you know, they've yeah, got yeah. low-level music on. Everyone's got their heads down. Everyone's got their headphones on. No one's talking to each other. It's not a community, in especially yeah. in your big box gyms. Now CrossFit does an amazing job of creating communities, and F45 has done an amazing job of creating communities that's more accessible for your more general population. And I think that's a really important point. And like, and that's where exercise can become more than just exercise and more than a means to an end. Like if you look at places like Starbucks and their whole business ethos is about creating a third space where people go to in between, you know, your first space is your place of work and your second place is your home. Where is that third place? And Starbucks tried to create that third place. And I think F45 has done an amazing job of creating that third place, that place where they go yes to serve them as an exercise but also because they bloody enjoy it and because it's fun and you walk in and you've got Hayden and you've got Tristan who are having a laugh and you've got relationships and you've got rapport with them and it's way more relatable for most of the population and I think there's another important point which people don't really talk about too much and I think that we humans have only got so much mental energy per day, and especially in places like London. And you've got people who are like, they've got to, they've got to deal with kids. They've got to deal with family life. They've yeah. got high intense jobs. They've got to deal with all the little personal bits in between. Yeah. The last thing Joe Bloggs wants to do is to walk is into his own programming. Yeah. And decide what he has to do, especially when his profession is an accountant. And you know, that's like the whole thing with the fitness industry that I've tried to pedal for some time now is that, accountants are amazing accountants i never walk into an accountant and decide how i'm going to go and do my own finances and my own books mm -hmm. i get someone to do that for me and people should get fitness professionals to do it for them so by walking into an f45 you've outsourced your exercise to someone like you who you trust and that's a really important point because people don't want to think about that stuff they literally want to walk in and walk out 45 minutes later dripping in sweat knowing they have done an effective workout yeah um Absolutely. Bang on. I mean, you're right. You've hit the two, the two points there, community and, and just just absolutely eliminating decision fatigue. I mean, decision fatigue is the, being the biggest thing in fitness that I've noticed through F45 that it is probably, it probably is up there with his biggest selling point. I mean, you're exactly right. You come down the stairs, you don't have to motivate yourself, really. You just mm. want to go put your clothes on, right? And instead of having to make 50, I mean, I read an article like about two months into opening F45, is you make 15 to 20 decisions if you're training by yourself. 
yeah. before you've even walked in the door. Yeah. Right? What shoes am, what shoes am I going to wear to the gym? What body part am I going to do? Am I going to go to the gym tonight? Do you know how many times you probably people actually ask themselves yeah. that question? Am I going tonight? Yes, no. All right. Should I do this? Should I do that? By the time you walk to the door, you've asked yourself 15, 20 questions. That is depleting you. And that's going to take away out of your performance. So the fact that you can walk down the stairs, you can high five whoever it is that, you know, you've got that energy, you throw on your clothes, it's that there for you. They talk you through everything. That's it. That's, that is bang on. You're so correct. Mate, that is you're make, you're making me want to come and join your F45 now. Um, <laughs> decision fatigue. That is a good word. I'm definitely going to use that in the future as well. Yeah. Um, we spoke a little bit before the podcast about COVID-19, the lockdown, yeah. how it's, you know, it's adversely affects your business. Give me like the rundown of how you guys have pivoted. And then I want to lead into like your members and how they are now adapting and how people should be adapting to exercise during this time. So like what, what happened to you guys? What did you have to do? Sure. So obviously, it's a, you know, it's not, I've used this word so many times, but it's such an unprecedented time, right? You know, nobody, you know, you, you, we didn't write, we, we didn't sign the franchise agreement and, and, and have to address anything like this would ever happen. So there's no set of rules of what you should do. Um, what, the, what happened really was it really started to escalate in, in the UK beginning of March. Um, and it was very apparent that we, we didn't, me and Tristan never really want to be passive. We always want to be, we want to be very reactive in every single situation. You know, we want to be on the front foot. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, at that point, we kind of addressed really what our values were as a business. And our values as a business are our coaches and our community. So we basically looked, we looked at it from that angle and we decided not to be told that we had to close we wanted to be proactive on it and we wanted to keep everybody because nobody, nobody nobody like nobody's knowledge is very good of it now never mind yeah. back then like nobody had a fucking clue what it was really not many people anyway so we made the decision very early doors just to shut the, we were the first f45 in the uk to, to shut the doors um cool. so we shut the doors we but we made sure before that we, that we had a plan of plan and action to, to look after our coaches and we 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 paid them up until the end of end of March, and then we worked out a scheme where we could, you know, keep giving them what we could through the online network and 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 through other, you know, involving them in, in the business. That's on what we're moving forward with that side of the business as much as we as much as we could. Um, so yeah, we, we looked at the values of the business, and, and that's what we did. So from there, we, we we did pivot massively, and we essentially set up a whole new business model of of, of moving everything online and. Um, you know, keeping that community pumping online by doing events and you know i did a couple of pod live podcasts with uh on the for the, for the private members page yeah. with some incredible people um related issues around covid i had a sex therapist on there which was you know fascinating uh listening to to how relate you know single life and being in a relationship within covid yeah. which because everyone's one of the two right so you know that was interesting and just doing what we could really to kind of um keep the ball rolling keep the ball rolling uh, and make sure that people were getting the benefits of some form of exercise um, through the online network. So those are really the steps we took. But I, I think, uh, I think, you know, the, the fact that we were so proactive with it and we, and we, we were so, our values as a business really shone through. I was, I was proud of the way that we reacted to that situation um, because I think, I think we, we made some good decisions there. And how have your members dealt with it now? I'm moving into them. Have they been okay? Like, have they, obviously, you know, I'm sure you saw that as soon as this happened, there was 
10 million ab workouts on Instagram. Everyone was doing live workouts. You know, everybody, everybody lent into what they knew to try and serve other people. I was always really interested in how the businesses dealt with it. You know, you saw more influencers coming out than you did businesses. And I think you always saw the really, really good businesses who really cared about their members by how they reacted to the, to the, to the environment. And I know you guys pivoted online, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, very, very quick. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we were online in the space of two weeks. Um, cool. We were, we were the, one of the, I think we were pretty much one of the first to do the online workouts on, on Instagram uh, as well. Um, but look, at the end of the day, I'm not, we're not trying to, we, we are a business, right? So, you know, we, we had to find and generate some revenue in some capacity, yeah. but at the end of the day, we weren't just going to provide a, a NAF service. So, you know, we've moved everything on Zoom. You know, we try to personalize things as much as we did. We run a little 21-day energizer package where we actually focus on habit um, habit creation instead of over aesthetics, actually. Yes. Yeah. Which, which, which was quite interesting. Um, but, yeah, we, you know, um, the members, it's difficult, this, right? Because cause everybody's situation is slightly different. They're stuck at yeah. home. Like, you, you don't know what's going through people's heads. You don't have that human interaction, which is at the core of what we really do. So you can only do the best you can. And and in my opinion, these home workouts are great. Like, you know, they're, 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 they're filling a purpose right now. And it's the best we can do. But it, it's difficult because the novelty of this kind of naturally does wear off unless you really keep ramping up the energy levels. Yeah. It's really good. It's hard, you know, it's difficult to keep people motivated to do that. So you can just do the best you can as long as you, you and, and that's where really the community side of stuff comes in because people then people do more than ever. They, they, yeah. they come in to support each other. They come in to see the trainers. They come in to, to, to be part yeah, of Yeah, I think, I think everyone's in a really unique situation. You know, like one of the things that we were talking about was that, that you know, you've got the people like, like the business owners or the people who are always traveling. And then actually now this is an amazing time for them to hit pause on life and they can chill out. They can, their home workouts can, can get stuffed. They want to spend time with their family and use this as an opportunity to like replenish and recover. Then you've got the other side of people who are like, who've been meaning to do certain things for a certain time, but life's got in the way. And this was now an opportunity for them to kind of to hit play instead of hit pause and really get stuck into the things that they've been meaning to get stuck into. And I think everyone's had their own like trials and tribulations during lockdown, both from a mental and a physical standpoint. You know, I said one of my clients was like, he, he hated the home workouts. He, he loved using weights and whatever. And he started running. And he was like, oh, but I'm conscious that I'm going to you know, lose all, all the progress that we've been doing together. And I thought, mate, I was like, the only thing that matters at the moment, don't worry about your legs or your six pack or whatever. Your headspace is the most important yeah, thing now. And if running 100%. has a positive effect on your headspace, then stuff everything else. Your 100%. biceps don't matter. Your whatever don't matter. Your headspace is the most important thing. And I think that's where the really successful businesses have lent into that, to being empathetic towards their audience or their clients or whatever. And have said, what do you need from us now? Um, do you need me to tell you you should be doing press-ups and bicep curls and all this? Or do you need me to tell you how can I help you mentally yeah. as well as physically get through this, this scenario and these cases and whatever? Yeah. Um, what are some of the, like, the challenges that some of your members have gone through? Have you had any like individual experiences with your guys and kind of helped them guide them through this time? This, this time or since the beginning? This time. This, this time, this, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean... I, we're lucky enough to, to pretty much know, I would say, I, I would have a good relationship with about 80% of our, of our community. Yeah. So, you know, and, and, and I would say all the team do as well. Um, so, I mean, there's constant interaction. 
you know, if, if somebody's reached out to you and they've really got to you, we make the thing is you just we make sure that we're very available and we make that very yeah tra- we make that's very transparent that we're available for them if they if they need us for anything. Um, there haven't been any major instances of, of anything of, of worth really. Um, it's just that constant communication if we can. And, yeah, and you've been open make, and just yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I think I think everyone's lent in more to like. And it's just going to resonate with F45 and that platform that resonate. Um, everyone's lent into more like why they exercise and not so much how they exercise because everybody can exercise however they want to in their different ways, whether it be Zumba, CrossFit, marathon running, whatever. But then everybody's confined to the same way of exercise now. Everyone's been given that level playing field. So it leans into more why you exercise. And if you exercise for your headspace, if you exercise because of how you feel, it didn't matter. You were doing home workouts, you were running, you were doing whatever was required for you to, to get a bit more activity in your life, as opposed to the people who cared more about how they exercised. And those are the people who have stopped exercising and then potentially, you know, suffered as a consequence of that and, and so on and so forth. Sure. Um, mate, I think we're getting towards the podcast now. Um, we are, you asked me a few questions when we, when I was on your podcast and we got into some mm-hmm. different stuff. One of the things that you didn't ask me, but I want to ask you is about books, you know, mm-hmm one of the things you complimented me on on your podcast was my willingness to still learn and to still strive to learn. And I've heard you talk about it on your podcast before about different books. But like, and I know for a lot of people, it's not a very relatable thing. No one really cares about books anymore. He's starting to lean into more so in the self-development world. But what are the free books that you would recommend to someone who doesn't read and wants to get into it or feels that they need that extra push? Like what free books would you recommend? Uh, yeah, great question. Great question. I'm, I'm such a slow reader, such a slow reader because I try and absorb everything I can. Yeah. Um, so I'm very selective about the books that I read. I'll do my research on them before I do and see if it's something that's really going to challenge me and, and force me to grow as a person. So number one, I think it's the Bible, how to win friends and influence people. I think okay. it's up there. One of the greatest books of all time. I think at the heart of the world we live in, if people yeah. could improve their communication with one another and how to communicate effectively, I think so many issues would be uh, resolved faster and relationships would be better. Um, people's happiness levels would be higher. That is a great book. It's, it's, it's you know, it's it stand the test. It, it's stood the test of time and it will carry on to do so. I I've never actually that. read that, you know. I read a lot of books yeah. and never actually read that. The thing is, I, I thought, I always thought I was somebody that thought I could communicate I was, I communicated so effectively. I always yeah. thought that, you know, in some ways I did. I read that book and I was like, fuck me. I've got to change that. I've got to change that. I've got to change yeah. that. I've got to change that. If you're managing a team, if you're an employee, if you're, if you're anything, it, it's irrelevant to absolutely everyone that book. And it's some, I give it to anyone that comes onto my team. I make sure they, they read it. That's one. Uh, two, in all honesty, I haven't read the entirety of this book because I didn't need to. I read the first half and that was enough. It's Mindset by Carol Dweck. <laughs> Did okay. That is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Be- because it's true. That, that book is summed up yeah. in its first chapter almost, right? Yeah. And it so- makes so much sense. I didn't even need to... Rip to well, yeah. I probably did. I should probably read it all one day. But it's the difference. it talks about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And you can summarize every person you've ever met into one of those categories, right? So yeah. fixed mindset is somebody that believes that your innate abilities are fixed. 
you can't learn any new skills you are who you are um mm. and your, your your potential is limited essentially yeah just some layman's terms a growth mindset is i can learn new skills my potential is endless um i'm not fit i'm not fixed to the person uh i'm not fixed to the current attributes that i have as an individual and it's as simple as that yeah if you if you you know that's going to look back to the days when i was in a bad mental headspace like I thought, oh, this is me for the rest of my life. I'm stupid. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not this. I'm not that, you know, I'm trapped. I'm trapped in what I currently am. Yeah. The, the, the day I read that book, it made everything so clear that nothing is outside. Well, within reason, yeah. you know, for you as an individual, your potential is endless and, and you've got to go out there. You've got to grow. You've got to meet new people. You've got to have new experiences because all this contributes to you growing as an individual and into the person that you really want to become. Um, so that's the second one. And actually, I would probably say the book that I've just read, Atomic Habits. I think that was really smart in terms of in terms of the career that I've take, I've gone down and, you know, the, the kind of route I it just it just that, that the whole theme of identity and habits i think it's smart i think it's yeah. a, i mean every habit that you do is a vote for the person that you really want to be what your yeah. identity and that made me really think that made me and i think a great book is something that really makes you think about yes about I, I loved atomic habits i think it's so relatable for so many people and i think we we live in a world at the moment where everyone's like you need to be the best version of yourself and be the best you can be you need to be amazing at everything and for a lot of people that's not relatable because we don't have the capacity to do that because of life yeah. and i think atomic habits really reinforces that it's about the small little things that we can do that contribute to be our better self and that largely willpower is overrated for most people that have a lot going on in their lives mm. it's a hard task for us to have that conversation in our head and say all right you can do this you can do this you can do those extra few reps you can go to the gym today that's hard where if you create habits they become largely subconscious and then the, the willpower is removed from that and then we can get on with our day in a lot of an easier manner um okay the question that you asked me at the end of your podcast what's the number one thing that, that you can articulate to people that has impacted you not advice you would give out but what has impacted you the most that you feel all the people can benefit from um it's a very good question when it's phrased like that uh so many avenues I could go down it probably down that it's probably down that growth mindset it's probably down that growth mindset route um you know you are not you are not you're not restricted by by anything yeah uh, you can you can always adapt you can always change your environment the way you think um and and, and the ability that the, the, the knowledge that you know that you can grow into the person you want to if you really want to yeah um is is a really valuable thing to have really valuable thing to 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 to, to really be a part of your thinking yeah if you can allow yourself to think like that you know opportunities are endless you know yeah. really and and you know down to the small things like when you just think that you're having the worst week ever when you realize that you know it's going to come full circle and you have that it, that that mindset just to, to really realize that 
everything really is within your control if you want to if you want to change if you want to change what's going on what's going what's going on later down the line it's it's with you yeah um, and having that growth mindset i think is it's probably been the biggest differentiating factor for me um from 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 back when i was going through through all my troubles and it's something that i carry on to think like so yeah i would definitely say that really that's probably the thing that's it's impacted my way of thinking and anyone that i would speak speak to um who was needing a little bit of guidance? Hundred percent. Um, that would probably yeah. There's yeah. there's there's a lot of people in my life who I know could benefit from that type of mindset. And that, you know, I always think of failure when I think of growth versus mm, fixed failure, mindset. Yeah. Someone who fails and has a fixed mindset, they think mm. they have failed and that diminishes them. Someone with a mm. growth mindset and they fail, they see that as an opportunity for them to learn and for them to get better. And I think in the world we live in at the moment, where there's so much pressure and judgment on us, having a growth mindset is, is so, so important. Um, mate, as always, with our encounters, I've really, really enjoyed this. Absolutely, um, mate. Loved it. Where can people find you, mate? Sure. So I'm not as active on social media as I used to be, but Hayden.Elliot uh, on Instagram. I post some funny stuff on there. Don't take yourself too seriously. Um, the the Inspiration Space podcast is on on Spotify and uh, and uh, uh, iTunes, uh, so definitely give that a listen. Um, Sixty, I think sixty seven was ours. If people are interested, so you should we should Ooh, flip number sixty seven, flip back and give that a listen. Um, and yeah, th- those are the main outlets. LinkedIn, um, mom, yeah, th- those are really the main outlets. But yeah, feel free to reach out if you've ever got any questions about anything. Mate, I've really enjoyed today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, mate. Really enjoyed that. Take care, boys. Bye.